是。Alright, welcome into the Go Blue Crew. Here we're fifty、uh, seconds removed from Michigan blowing a season-changing win against Indiana. And as I told Derek,、um, I haven't been sober since eight thirty this morning, and it is eight eighteen p.m. So basically twelve hours, and、um, that informs you of how I processed this loss, but. Uh, another instance, Derek, where Michigan looks good against a good team up until the the end of it, and kind of falls apart, and they lose, and that's that, right? Yeah, scoring for what five minutes and four seconds、uh, <laughs> won't won't cut it. That's not good at any point of the ball game.、Uh, the last five minutes, and I think I saw the last time、uh, Indiana won, they won like a twenty five nothing run to. Either win it or the end of the half. Can't remember what it said, but yeah.、Um, like I told you, you know, before we started,、uh, let me just read what I wrote up. You know, I, it was probably halfway through the first <laughs> half. I knew that Michigan could easily lose, but I was like, you know what? We're gonna podcast after the game. We're gonna win for us. So it was go blue crew. Michigan is surging. <laughs>、um, <laughs> We react to Michigan's big win over number eighteen Indiana. Oh my god! Victory. Oh, is this、Jesus. team in a position to make the NCAA tournament <laughs> as March quickly approaches? No, no, they're not. No,、uh, um, they they did not win, obviously. And I, you know, I I wish what you had written had been、uh, more of a, a fortune telling than what it ended up being, but. I think the way they're playing, and it's so difficult to say this. You know, now we're five minutes, maybe literally removed from that loss. Is like, I think this is a team that can still put together something that is like you're making them talk. You're, you're making people talk about them as an NCAA tournament team, and and there's still a Big Ten tournament left to play, and that always sways things so much one way or the other. But I, I don't know. Do you think I'm crazy for for still kind of thinking that like the way they're playing, you, it's not right to just say this team is is totally out of it. They cannot play themselves back into it. I I really think they can. Yeah, I think the way you know. So we usually would podcast midweek.、Uh, we waited this time around,、uh, coming off a, a fourth win in a row against a you know quad one win. Uh, would really do something good for you,、um, but with all that said, you know it was showed multiple times. Michigan has quad one opportunities remaining.、Uh, they've got a, you know, a lot of road games, a lot of big opportunities. I think they played well.、Um, you know, three wins in a row for the first time since the beginning of the season.、Um, you know, they handled business against a rival. They have another chance against Indiana. They have another chance against Michigan State. So they have a chance to beat teams they've lost to. They have a chance to win some good road games, but yeah, it's going to take another string of three or more, and、uh, it's going to, you know, require Michigan to not have a couple to three game skid.、Uh, it's not necessarily do or die. I think you could lose another one, especially with some tough opponents on your schedule. I mean, Indiana is now nine out of ten in the win column. That's pretty good. They're a good team.、Uh, Trace Jackson Davis played. Like you'd expect him to, just like you know Zach Eady,、uh, big players playing incredible.、Um, 
But yeah, you know, they also showed the graphic of the loss to Virginia, the loss to Kentucky, the loss to Purdue. Uh, average loss, what, like three and a half points, I think they said. Um, yeah, put this one in there. Uh, a game where you don't score at the end. Uh, you don't drop a good play with eight seconds to go out of the timeout. Uh, or even if the play was drawn up, you know, players didn't execute. And yeah, it doesn't help. And I feel less confident now than if they were to win, obviously. Uh, it's the easy thing to say when you miss a quad one win at home. But yeah, your quad one win opportunities at home are very limited now. Um, you've got to do some business on the road. So we'll see. They're capable. I mean, they're hanging with the good teams. They're just not beating the good teams. Uh, that's not a good recipe to, to make the tournament. What would you have liked to seen on on that last play there? This, you know, you got one shot to win it. You're down one. What do you want to see? So I don't mind the the way it was drawn up from out of bounds. I think Colby Buffkin knows either got to make the decision to just take it and then dish it. Essentially, he passed it. He you know he drove in, passed it back out to Jet Howard, who was essentially in the same situation but with you know half the time left. So you almost run a set where you know you're looking for Colby to get a look, and then you're looking for Jet to get a look. Doesn't really give you much time to to get anybody else involved. Uh, you know, Jet's got to not uh, be smothered there to get that shot up earlier to even give Joey Baker a chance to to put it in before the, the buzzer goes off. You know, he does make the shot, obviously, after the buzzer goes off. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's really – in eight seconds, it's two similar looks. It's Kobe driving in, dishing out to, to Jet, who tried to, you know, pull up for a jump shot. Um, you know, those are two of the players you want – uh, the ball in the hands of. I, I think you want to see the ball in Hunter Dickinson's hands. But right. Yeah. He's got a great defender on him uh, who could very easily block a last second shot. So I think they went with, uh, you know, Kobe Bufkin had a crazy good first half. Jet Howard made some tough shots. And I think he put it in the hands of the guards. You know, a guard is more likely to be able to blow by somebody uh, than, you know, getting Hunter Dickinson set up perfectly. You know, Hunter's likely going to get doubled in that situation. There wasn't going to be a ton of time to pass back out. Um, so I don't mind what they tried. I just, yeah, whenever the looks a smothered jump shot, it, it, it looks worse than it than it was meant to be. Yeah, think of how many times you see a, a very bad low percentage shot in that situation. I I expected it just because of what we traditionally see. I mean. It it seems so rare that an offense is able to draw up something that actually gets them the look they really want at the last second there. I thought Kobe Bufkin should have continued taking that to the rim, not just because he's going to his left and he's uh, a proven good finisher, but uh, you got Hunter Dickinson right there at the rim too. And perhaps in that situation, overzealous Trace Jackson Davis is going up for a block and and I mean, that seems like a good offensive rebound opportunity there with plenty of time left. Um, but even when he picks up his dribble, I think that the best opportunity there is still a, a contested, maybe fade away something right there for Kobe Bufkin, who again, like that's something he does. Like he hits tough shots. He's really good in that mid range. Um, you know, when he passed it back out to Chet Howard, it's got nothing to do with Jet Howard, but it's like when the ball goes out there with, in that situation, you just know this is not going to be a good shot. It's going to have to be a, a pretty lucky kind of miracle thing that happens if they're going to get this thing in and it didn't happen. Um, and, and, you know, Michigan just, 
it's so frustrating to watch them go so long without scoring, getting opportunities at the rim, not hitting shots, uh, getting a shot blocked. Uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis kind of getting getting one at like the apex up there, and you're like, is that goaltending? Well, you know, I'm not really in the mood to argue it because the fact of the matter is, like, Michigan just has to hit some of these shots down the stretch, and and IU didn't do a great job hitting shots either. I mean, that was kind of a a dud of an ending if you were just a college basketball fan tuning in you didn't yeah, scoring, care yeah so uh, just so frustrating to see another one go down that way but I, I really thought Michigan's best opportunity there at the end was was something Kobe Bufkin related either getting to the rim where he can finish or where you at least have Hunter Dickinson there to to get an offensive rebound put back um, but but passing it back out to the perimeter in that situation just you know when that happened i knew that's pretty much it yeah i think too like anytime you can maybe have a second chance opportunity when you when you do what they did uh you know like you said not going to be the great shot um and really just no chance for a board again joey baker was there but it that's was an acrobatic big yeah and a heck of a play to be in the right spot at the right time but um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'd rather have Kobe Bufkin drive left, pull up for a jumper, uh, have it rim out, you know, have maybe a guy in the wrong position. You know, maybe it's Joey Baker still who, who gets a tip in, uh, Terrence Williams had a, a, a nice tip in at one point in the second half that looked like it could have been an offensive goaltend. Um, so you, you want to give a chance for a second, uh, you know, that second shot, that, that, that second opportunity. Uh, but you know, the way it was drawn up, the, the way it played out, Michigan didn't get that. Uh, and yeah, missing four shots and a turnover and, you know, final five possessions, not doing anything for you. Uh, positive. And, and they had plenty of opportunities too. That's the tough part. Uh, Indiana took the lead, Michigan pulled away again, Indiana came back and took the lead. And then the game was just kind of a stalemate for Michigan at that point. Um, they didn't have enough left in them for that last response. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the season's been, man. It's uh, it's been a a season of more down than up and uh, chances to beat good teams, but just not being able to simply finish. Speaking of being able to beat good teams, I mean, uh, we've already talked about it, and they talked about it on the broadcast. But it's not like there are opportunities left um, at Wisconsin. You got another home game against Michigan State at Rutgers. Uh, then you'll turn around and play Wisconsin again at home and then finish the season traveling to Illinois, and then you get a rematch against Indiana. There are plenty of opportunities there to make your case in terms of the NCAA tournament. Uh, but, uh, you know, the thing I keep thinking about is, like, when you when we come time to Big Ten tournament time, is this a situation where we're going to be, you know, just like, okay, Michigan has to win the tournament and get an automatic bid if they're going to get in, or is it a situation where, you know, perhaps uh, a win or two makes you feel pretty confident that they're going to get in? At this point, um, you know, I'm leaning toward the former where it's like, oh my gosh, Michigan's going to have to make a run. But with those opportunities, like there is room there to 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 make up ground and get into the postseason um, with things looking favorable to you. So if you, if you had to make a prediction looking ahead into, into March, 
you know, is, is Michigan come big 10 tournament time? One of those teams where we're like, yeah, they, they got to make a run, win the whole thing, get an automatic bid. Or is it one of those situations where, you know, just maybe a win or two solidifies a spot? Yeah, I think they're going to have to do some damage. Uh, so you've got Wisconsin twice in the next four games. I have a tough time seeing them win late Tuesday night at Wisconsin. Valentine's Day, uh, by the way. Yeah. How are you spinning that one? Uh, packing up stuff so we can move to a new house. <laughs> I guess you've got a lot day. going on in life. Yeah, I got a lot, got a lot. Been a big, been a big month. So you know, probably not doing too much to be honest. But I have to announce to my wife uh, every, like leading up to every game. Okay, it's like leading up to today. I was three day, three days out. You know, okay, Michigan plays at six on Saturday, and then one day out. Okay, Michigan plays at six tomorrow, and that way, you know, when when the game time gets here, she's not like, oh my god, what? So I've definitely been prepping for valentine's day michigan well, plays at 9 p.m yeah, a little a little later but that's definitely it is in your night yeah yeah well i mean there's a whole day there so yeah but i think yeah yeah i mean i think you can win that game it's not like wisconsin's played great basketball lately uh but i'd rather have them lose on the road and you know find a way to win at home because you know out of the six games left there's only two home games left that's the only downfall of three home games in a row to start february uh, or, you know, this last part of February, um, you're on the road a lot. But, again, gives you opportunities. Road wins, quad one wins are what gets you in the tournament. So split with Wisconsin. I think if you can get a road win at Rutgers, a, a win and a rematch against Michigan State, uh, and then you have, you know, Illinois, who's been up and down compared to what people thought, and a chance again at Indiana, it'd, it'd be hard to, to beat Indiana in the final game of the season. Uh Yeah on the road, uh, yeah. especially on a Sunday, you know, right before the, the selection committee picks, it's probably the last game, right? If it's March 5th, 4 30 PM, it's probably the last game of the regular season. Uh, I think the committee picks are like six 30. You're uh, thinking of a big, t- you're thinking, oh, of, the yeah, tournament. thinking <laughs> of the tournament. You're right. Well, last game before the tournament. Yeah. Uh, Cause the tournament will start that Wednesday and Michigan will probably be a, could be a Wednesday team <laughs> uh, pretty easily. Um, yeah. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I was looking at March. I was thinking, like, wait, that doesn't make. You made me panic a little bit. I was like, wait, what? Expensive game, by the way. If you want to go watch uh, the Hoosiers take on, uh, probably not making the tournament, Michigan right now, forty nine dollars. I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, do I? Now I got some stuff going on um, that weekend, that Saturday, that would make it really difficult. But even if I, even if it was normal, I wouldn't go. Wins the next five. Maybe you go, but one, do you spend one forty nine to watch no. a, a team that could be under five hundred in their next five? I, I don't think I can spin it. I don't think it might not be possible. Win four out of six, win two tournament games. I think you have a chance. Uh, win less than four out of six, which is probably more likely than not, uh, and only win a couple of tournament games. You're not making it, uh, and then obviously the the winner of the Big Ten tournament. Uh, we'll get it in. If you win half of these games and win every game and drop to like a Purdue, say in the Big Ten Championship, you might get in. You know, Michigan was really cutting it close last year uh, yeah. and lost. You know, on the second day or whatever it was, 
uh, in the Big Ten tournament to Indiana. You know, crazy too how little Indiana has beaten Michigan. Now Indiana hasn't been the best in the last you know seven seasons since they last won in Chrysler, uh, but still crazy to you know see a team get their first win on the road in the Chrysler Arena in seven years and then yeah. have that team be Indiana. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> odd to, to think about, odd to hear. Um, but, yeah, you know, they found a way to win. They are a good team. They were the better team tonight. Uh, Michigan still, you know, barely over 500 in the conference, barely over 500 on the season. But season's not over. You have a chance to, to get 20 wins. Um, but if they don't get at least 17, preferably 18, before the regular season, uh, probably not playing in the tournament. I, I keep, I mean, we've had like this conversation the whole time, but, but Michigan's regular season conference record, like it could still be good enough to get you a pretty favorable spot in the conference tournament, which then sets you up for a little bit of a run, which Michigan will probably need. So I keep looking towards that. The other thing, and this is reading the tea leaves a little bit, but it, uh, the selection committee, I mean, do you think they look at a team like Michigan and say, gosh, you know, whether they're a lock or whether they're one of those, you know, last four in or or somewhere in that area, like they just make runs in the NCAA tournament, you know, going to sweet 16s at a rate that's that's pretty much at the top of the country. Do you think the the selection committee considers those types of things? I think so. Um, How could you not? Even if it's not right. Yeah, no, I I mean, just like, you know, you think of, uh, college football playoff or bowl committees. Um, you know, there's always more than, um, you know, there's always more than just the records or just the, uh, how teams look on paper. But I think the reality is in a tough big 10, uh, where teams are down and, and Michigan's, you know, there's a lot of teams beating up on each other. That's never been helpful. Uh, there's a lot of teams that you wouldn't expect to be on the bubble or just outside of it. You know, teams that are usually in the tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the team and you look at how they've played against good teams. You know, even like a game like today, a game like the Virginia game, a game like the Kentucky game in, in a neutral site overseas, like this is definitely a team that plays to the level of their opponent uh, and could make a run in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. But, hey, you have that quad four loss to CMU in there. Uh, I feel a lot different even if they avoided that loss. Um, That loss really is going to hurt them probably more than anything. Uh, They could go win-loss, win-loss the rest of the season. Uh, They got in even with that last year. They made a run even with that last year. Um, But, you know, whenever you have a quad four loss on your home floor, uh, not doing any favors to to that team because – there are a lot of other bubble teams that don't have that quad four loss. Uh, and then there's a lot of teams that will surge come um, conference tournament time. So yeah, I think it's surprising to see them like out or like just in consideration or consider them definitely out as of now uh, after the Indiana game, but it makes sense. You know, at, at the end of the day, uh, it feels like a lot of teams make the tournament, but there's like 350 D1 teams in college basketball. <laughs> uh, and Michigan so far hasn't played consistently enough yeah. to you know do themselves any favors. So when you hear that teams are on the bubble or out and Michigan's not even the first four out, uh, yeah, you know, you have some work to do. So we'll see. Uh, again, I think that three-game spurt was, was great after, you know, only winning two out of five or two out of seven or whatever it was there for a while in January. 
so far, February is, as a month has gone much better. Uh, this is a game you maybe expect Michigan to lose, uh, being against a tough Indiana team. But yeah, you got to win. You got to win more than more than half of the, the final six. If we had been able to podcast like normal um, a couple days ago, if if the windstorm hadn't wiped out my internet, I mean, I was just going to focus on the fact that like Michigan has done just enough to make this game against Indiana really matter. And it's, it's not like us not being able to talk about it changed anything, but gosh, like I'm kind of grateful that we didn't have like a whole show just dedicated to Michigan is like really back in it if they win this game and then for them to come out and lose by one like that. Um, so I, I, I'm very thankful actually in hindsight that that didn't work out, but you look back at, some of these games, like it's crazy to think about, you know, what if Michigan had just beat Virginia or beat Kentucky or heck not like not lost to central Michigan. Like how does that change uh, the perception of this team and, and their, their standing and in the, all the bracketology stuff. And uh, it's, it's all, you know, it's gone. You can't change it obviously, but, but it's just little things here and there early in the season we're talking like december this is stuff that happened to you know losing to kentucky was december 4th november 29th this is back in november losing to to virginia like this is all early season stuff but you know here we are um now in in february talking about gosh like what if michigan had just like done something a little different there and you know can't change it but now you've got um, a handful of games and in, in a, in a little bit left here, uh, a little bit more than a handful of games, and, you know, see what you can do with it. But um, I going back to one of the questions I asked before, like I do feel like this, this is a team that's just going to need to make like a deep run into the tournament, perhaps win it all, which which they've done before, you know, as, as not a favorite, but... Uh, this it just doesn't if if you're it seems a little um not wise i would say to count on this team at some point uh to like go win a game that they probably shouldn't because we've seen that time and time again where they just don't do it like they're kind of in a position to do it but they don't finish it so uh, there are some of those games left and I don't know. I I could totally see by the time Michigan gets to like the second game against Wisconsin that it's just totally done. We're like, oh no, you know, this isn't the tournament team whatsoever. But it, it, at the same time, it totally could be if they're able to win three more in a row, including against a rival, Michigan State at home. So still a lot left in the air, and I just don't know quite what to make of a team that that plays well but can't finish a game that's that's a really tough thing to try to balance i mean if they're a better team than they're showing you know that run like the three game run michigan came off of that again we could have podcasted after that's kind of why i wrote the stuff i wrote today like you know i was almost like trying to speak it into existence right in the in the, in the way yeah. of like hey you know we could podcast after a fourth win like that'd be well worth saving the podcast for a saturday night um you know, when, when eight seconds left, like, Hey, we could podcast after a game winner. Like, I mean, what a, what a, what energy that would be. <laughs> um, and here we are, you know, moping around. Psych. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I've never got too bothered by the uh, the non-conference season, knowing that the Big Ten is always very competitive. Uh, but when you don't have a marquee win, when you had opportunities, and then you also lose to a CMU, uh, you look back at you know what was three months ago now and say, wow, like something in there could have gone Michigan's way and it really would have put him in a better position. Uh, I think I'm used to Michigan being pretty safe to make the tournament. Uh, you know, we've been very blessed with some good Michigan basketball teams as fans. Uh, I'll tell they, you, they've always I, been a team that doesn't always win the marquee, like neutral site matchups or the tournaments. They know Juwan Howard won the battle for Atlantis his first year. Uh, but John Beeline had teams that like just did not show up on the on the big stages in November, but then you know made a championship a year where yes. they should have you know not made a you know not made the buzzer Jordan Poole buzzer beater. Yes. So I, usually I'm not too bothered, but this year I find myself like you mentioned looking back way more often on like the CMU game, the North Carolina game, the early Michigan State game. Those just a dud of a game. Like win one or two of those, and you're literally in a much different position now um, than if you know. Than, than what they the reality is i think all the time about how the like the main difference as a fan between the john beeline era and the Jawan howard area era is that with john beeline like i didn't care what happened in november and december like right. you you rooted for them obviously and and it sucked when they lost but there was always that optimism that like oh well you know they lost to so-and-so in in mid-december but you knew that by early february going through the rest of the season like this was going to be a a good team they were going to be playing their best basketball and the juan howard teams like they haven't seemed to they, they don't have that you know they they go on they they're capable of putting a run together I'm not saying they're they're like strictly bad, but the John Beeline teams just persistently got better. Whereas Jawan Howard teams like, you know, they're they don't seem to get a whole lot better. And that's that's been a little frustrating, you know, just thinking about the differences between the two eras of Michigan basketball where one, like, you know, okay, you know, it'd have been great if Michigan had beaten North Carolina or Duke or whatever, you know, in, in November, but big whoop, whatever. You're usually not looking back at it in February thinking, gosh, if only they had done that because Michigan's playing really good basketball. Whereas, you know, now it's, we are looking back and thinking, dang, you know, if a couple of possessions had, had switched and Michigan won, totally different season. Yeah, I mean, we used to look back and say, hey, Michigan could be a one or two seed instead of a four or five seed if they, you know, something goes this way. Now it's like, not even playing for a seed. I mean, I think the best case scenario, honestly, as of now, is a play-in game. Absolute uh, best case. Yeah. And a, and a play-in game is not the worst thing. You know, they lost to a UCLA team that, you know, was in a play-in game uh, two seasons ago. When was that this past year? I can't even. Was that this past No, season? that was two seasons. Uh, that two was the pandemic ago. season. Yeah, pandemic it? season. Well, yeah. after the pandemic. So the pandemic the, season canceled everything, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not a bad thing if you can win a play-in game, get a head start on the, the tournament jitters and, and run through a couple of teams. But, yeah, I don't even know that you're playing for that. But, hey, 
there is the rest of February and the first two games in March for a reason. There's a lot of college basketball games. Uh, so, you know, it's a, a hefty season. Uh, and Michigan has a lot of 9 p.m. opportunities, of course, because we're they back sure in the thick of that. <laughs> uh, but if they can play some good basketball between the Eastern hours of 9 and 11 p.m., uh, they have a chance to, you know, make the NCAA tournament. If they oh, want to keep us gosh. up until uh, about 11, 11, 15, 11.30 for L's, then hey, I'll be mad. We'll be there either way. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up, and I've been ma- meaning to bring this up. Um, you know, Michigan, Jawan Howard has been relying on his bench more recently. And Terrace Reed Jr., Joey Baker, uh, Chase Howard to an extent, Will Cheddar, those are guys who are getting like decent minutes now. And they get in foul trouble immediately. Like they're hacking everybody to the point where it's it's like, how do you continue to play them almost? And and with Terrace Reed Jr. and Joey Baker especially, like does the foul trouble actually hurt the team, hurt their prospect, or is it just an inconvenient thing with guys coming off the bench? What do you think about that? I think it's inconvenient with Terrace Reed because I think he has enough potential and could use the minutes to to really grow, uh, probably being the go-to starter next year. Um, Joey Baker, though, I, I do think it's pretty detrimental because when Terrence Williams is not playing well or Jet Howard needs that rest, um, it feels like Joey Baker, when he's in foul trouble, cannot get any rhythm at all. Uh, when Joey Baker is not in foul trouble uh, and gets in good Then he's Joey seems, B. I mean, yeah, he's Joey B. We, we texted that a couple of times uh, on that three-game run. But, yeah, he, he's like a guy who uh, he either has it going all around or he doesn't really seem to have it going at all. Um, and he has been – I don't know if it's just the lack of playing time. He got at Duke sharing with so many stars – but he just seems to get himself in a lot of trouble for a guy who has a lot of basketball experience in the age and wisdom uh, that a D1 player coming from Duke should have. Terrace Reed, you know, I don't expect him to to, to have amazing games or stay out of foul trouble. Um, yeah, four fouls in four minutes or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> That's true. That was tough. Uh, but a game <laughs> like today against the, the second best big man in the country, uh, both being from the Big Ten, uh, to, to get in, make a couple of free throws, make a couple of shots, get a couple of blocks. You know, he played really well, and he has to play physical. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is going to draw fouls out of anybody, including Hunter Dickinson in the first half. Uh, so Terrace Reed still played really well. But yeah, the Joey Baker one is, is more frustrating because those are mistakes he shouldn't be making uh, this late into a college basketball career. Okay, tell me really quick. Terrace Reed Jr., by the time he leaves Michigan, nationally college basketball wide are they talking about him as like an elite rim protector yeah 100 percent. oh yeah, yeah he's, okay he's good he's i think it's really overlooked good. right now it is because you have hunter dickinson you have jet howard who's you know the, the highest ranked uh draft prospect in the big 10 a guy who wasn't as you know wasn't supposed to be as good as he as he is at least coming out of high school but no that you know next year you can assume there's some changes, uh, but Terrace Reed will be around uh, in, in a life without Jet Howard and and Hunter Dickinson. Terrace Reed's going to be one of the, the better, uh, more important players 
uh, and the elite athleticism on, on both ends of the floor is really going to help. All right. Does uh does your wife have the Joe Burrow craze? Has she picked it up? The Joe Burrow craze. If you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, you've got no idea? <laughs> I don't think I do. Okay. Well, um let me let me fill you in, Derek. Fill me in. Uh there's an app called TikTok. And yep. it's it's videos, and you just can scroll through, and you're looking yep. at videos. Gotcha. It's like, okay, it, it's almost like Vine, if you remember Vine. I move on from the TikTok. I know okay. what TikTok is. Okay. <laughs> um, lots lots of the women on TikTok are talking about how good Jill Burrow looks, and you and I can totally appreciate that. That's a good looking guy, you know on the market we're competing with him and we're not doing really well so um my wife is down you know the the joe burrow rabbit hole she's she's wanting a joe burrow jersey i didn't know mm. if it was the same thing happening in your home no so i actually do know what you're talking about i thought you could hear her <laughs> coughing this whole time so i was thinking like something to do with you know crazes and like a sickness uh just get a little bit I, of no, sickness I, I was, I was no, not doing we that. talked about it. I actually tried to uh, elevate it. You know, I, you know, I don't think that was her uh, been much in her TikTok feed. I mean, her and I TikTok oh. feeds are very different, um, as they should be, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, tr- I asked. You know, I think she had to Google him. Uh, I think she uh-huh. kind of followed it up with her, you know, on her own. And you know, I just feel like she was kind of like a meh. Like, can see why people crazy okay um but more so like not for me like she's never been uh if everybody is about it i'm about it type person so Um, i respect that and if she doesn't have you know the algorithms on tiktok aren't blasting that right then you know maybe a little less uh convinced but i tried man I, i i gave her the opportunity i said hey this is a you know a cool quarterback smokes a lot of cigars won a national championship yeah. made it to the super bowl must have made it to another like what do you think she's like yeah you know i can see what people see okay all right i got some ideas about that but anyway um we'll follow up on this <laughs> at wisconsin on tuesday mm. i imagine we'll we'll probably be back before we'll be the michigan state game one, i'll tell you that much we will or won't. Well, I mean, not right after the game. Oh no, God, no! That'd be <laughs> Michigan loses by twenty-five on the road to Wisconsin. It's eleven thirty-seven. What do you want to talk about? I mean, um, I, we could start a podcast and then stop it five minutes later and call it a show. I guess, but, but yeah, I, I want to get rush. I want to get your at Wisconsin versus Michigan State. What's the next two games? Uh, lost win. That's what I got. Lost win. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back at some point to hopefully see that to fruition. Until then, take care out there and go blue. Go blue.